So since I've been working at Walmart, I notice I, I like I have a lot of little things to write down. They're stupid. They're really dumb. But there's stuff I come up with. Basically, instead of driving a truck, now I'm driving a little uh, shopping cart the whole time. And not only do I have time to think, people are constantly, constantly asking me stupid questions. And just, just, I don't know. People, just because you have the Walmart vest on, I guess they think that you are Walmart incarnate. Like you have everything at your disposal. I was going down an aisle the other day. This hey Jerry, you there? I'm here. I'm listening. Okay. I'm enthralled. <laughs> just I'm check in every now and then. Once I get started going talking Walmart, there's no stopping me. Yeah, you say Walmart, I say go- yeah, go. <laughs> Walmart, uh, go. Wal- give me a wall. Mart. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Go. So people are just I mean, they're just constantly asking us personal shoppers. They think we're stalkers. They think we're managers. They think we're buyers and sellers of the products. This guy says, <laughs> he said, he asked me if he was wanting to get reach something up top, like on the top of the shelf, where, you know, that's the overstock. That's none of my business. Kermit the Frog sips his tea. I, that's not what I do. That's for the stalkers to take care of. Ain't my job. But he asked me. He's looking up top. He wants this uh, drink that's on the top, top shelf in overstock. He says, do you have a little stool? <laughs> and I was, I, just was <laughs> I was like, I did this morning after my coffee, but not now. Oh, Lord. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. The only podcast that you need to listen to for all your board board gaming and other news. Because that's what we are. We're a board game podcast. And we talk about board games. Unfortunately, this week's podcast, we've recorded it early. Normally, the past couple of weeks, we've always recorded after we had watched The Mandalorian. Unfortunately... Um, we're doing it a little bit early this year. Because we may have next, to do a pod snap. I'm I'm super busy, and so I know I'm I, with everything going on. So we're kind of anticipating trying to get ahead of it. I did do a little bit of research, and apparently it's like that Gina Carino. I think you're right. I think she got canceled because I think she was saying like you shouldn't wear a mask or something. And people uh, got and she's talking to the Mandalorian. Yeah. The nerve. Where does she get off? I don't know. This is not the way. This is not the way. Uh, I wear I wear a, a mask even to bed. I can't risk it. I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that scientists discovered a bizarre hell planet where it rains rocks and oceans are made of lava? That's called Australia. <laughs> That was an easy softball tee. Just thought I'd toss that out there. But it was, seriously, hundreds of light years away. Planet K2141b. Mm. This is interesting. I find this interesting. Continue. 
Well, I mean, I could read the whole article to you, but oh no, 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 no! Stop that! Stop that! We're not good. We're 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 way past that. Hey, say Tuesday. Tuesday. Now say it how you would normally say it. Tuesday. My wife says Tuesday. Tuesday. Your wife sounds like she's trying to Uh, be high. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Um, we give her a hard time, me and Charday, because she often says Tuesday, and anything that has the U E S, you know, it's a long vowel U. She does that. I'm like, babe, it's Tuesday, not Tuesday, and she she makes it. She does it without even thinking about it. Like it's not something she's thinking about. Like I'm just saying this to irritate Gabby. She literally says Tuesday. Tuesday. That is weird. You know what's worse? It's uh, like Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday. You remember that song? Like it was the most hated song of all times. You remember that when it yes. came out on YouTube? Yes. Something. I, her name was something black. Uh, Yeah. I remember when that came out. And that was like almost a decade ago. And it was voted like the worst song like ever. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was like... I can't remember exactly who, like, they got together and came out and said, yes, this is, like, the absolute worst song ever created. But it was a hit. A one-hit w- wonder. Well, it was a... I yeah, how it much was, money she has now. Yeah, well, like, she's never done anything else afterwards, right? I mean, like, nobody's talking about uh, Rebecca I think Black. she's tried. Rebecca, how did you remember that? Did you look it up? I did. Okay. Plus, Rebecca Rebecca's Black. one of those irritating names. Not that I'm anti-Rebecca like I am Trevor, but like Rebecca is an irritating name because every time I or spell Becca, it. You shorten it to Becca. I know, yeah, because I can't remember. Is it two B's or is it two C's? I end up making it Rebecca. Or a K. Oh, no. If, if you you're edgy, Rebe- you make it a K. If you spell Rebecca with a K, you're, <laughs> uh, you're not going with me to Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> Speaking of one-hit wonders and Walmart, I don't know who their DJ is, but Mambo <laughs> Number Five yes. is on repeat. I paid him. I paid Trent five bucks to say every time Gobby works, you play you me mean, some Lou Bega. I'm like, where do they come up with these rando songs? Like this will get them shopping a little bit on Monaco in my life. <laughs> I'm sashaying down the aisle, picking up state, picking up stuff off the top shelf for a rando guy with my little stool, stool, stool. Oh man, ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous. Another thing that irritates me: there's way too many choices. I know I talk about Walmart and my job here a lot, but you know what? It's just going to have to be that way for just a little bit until I get tired of it and it's no longer a topic of discussion. I'm interested. Please tell. I, go, I, go, I appreciate. The, I appreciate you listening. I'm ready to listen. Like I'm supposed to pick up pineapple. Now mm. there's pineapple. There's the whole pineapple, or you can go to the canned section where you have Del Monte. You have Libby's. You have Great Value brand. You have uh, pineapple chunks. Pineapple slices? Nope. Pineapple tidbits. Do you want it in syrup? Do you want it in juice? Do you want it in water? There's way too many freaking choices for 
everything. Beans, a thousand different choices of beans. Corn, do you want white corn? Do you want yellow corn? You want cornbread? What do you want? Sugar. <laughs> we have white hominy. We have yellow hominy. What kind of hominy do you want? I want really there to be hominy amongst all people. <laughs> I prefer bone thugs and hominy. So what you're saying is we should just pick – first off, I don't even know what pineapple tidbits are. What is that? No, it's a thing. Pineapple tidbits. How, how is what it is tid- it? That's where they ch- – it's like the sausage of pineapple. They toss all those unwanted sections off in this other can as the tidbits. You can't eat the rind of a pineapple. Is a tidbit smaller than a chunk, I assume? <laughs> or a slice? Yes. What's the deal with the tidbit? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like, tidbit is like a, a smaller measurement than a slice, I would assume. Like, if you said, give me I, a I tidbit. I mean, it's a bit. It's a, it's a anybody bit. thinks of a bit, yeah. It's bigger. It's or a you, bit is smaller than a bite. The only thing I think of, this is true. Every time someone says bit, do you know what I think of? Think. 1980s. Think 1980s? Movies. 1980s. Movies. Interview bit. with a vampire. You've been bit. Nope. No, no, that's okay. That's I think that's nineties, but now you're glistening <laughs> with emotion. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me, Tron. Yes. Oh no, uh, uh, Tron. That was bit. Remember the little bit? Like it was this little like digitized thing that would hit, answer questions: yes or no, no, new, <laughs> yes or new, <laughs> new. Uh, only on Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> the soundtrack to the new Tron I still listen to by Daft Punk, and I don't know why. I think That's it's because good. it's just it fit that music fit the theme of that show so perfectly. And I know that we're not going to talk about the Mandalorian, but I have to say, you owe it to yourself to go back and listen to the soundtrack of not only the first season of Mandalorian, but also the, the soundtrack to that last episode, uh, episode three. It's just killer. Uh, the good guy, stuff. The guy who did the soundtrack for Tenet, which is just awesome. Uh, I'm he, he is getting up there, that, and I, I wish I could remember his name. Not Jorgensen. That's our listeners in Iceland. Ralph they're Jorgensen. Probably, they're probably all named Jorgensen. Johan Jorgensen. It's probably Chris LaFer's cousin. <laughs> Chris LaFer. Chris LaFer. And tell tell your cousin he's doing a he's killing this Mandalorian. <laughs> he's doing and send me some I of that mushroom. Send me some of that mushroom coffee. I keep getting advertised, but it's on YouTube. I need some of that YouTube four se- <laughs> sequence, whatever it's called. And also I find myself, of course, you know, there's like a whole website dedicated to Walmart people. Just people that have uh, you've seen walking the around people, Walmart and spandex. the people of Walmart. They're a particular. They're a particular sort usually that think but, that they're invisible. <laughs> I I find myself. Do you do you view yourself as a judgmental person? Jim? I am super judgmental. You know this. You crap about it, and I have to be stifled by my wife quite frequently because I judge people very rapidly and say just uh, based upon what just just my inward thoughts and feelings just by like my you first, see them you see what they're wearing you see what i see them and i know it's not that i'm thinking it's not that i'm assuming i know that this person 
I could tell you the shows that they watch, the books that they don't read, whether or not that they have ever, you know, flossed. I just know it deep down. And I'm so judgmental to a fault. Are you talking about floss the dance or floss the dental maneuver? Both. And so, yeah, I'm terribly judgmental. It's one of the few things I like about myself, though. Because I'm. Well, I saw a guy the other day. He. Unfortunately, my one of my well, he was my best friend growing up. He mm. worked out a lot. Oh, he did. He was, did he? He was muscular. He had large biceps. He had nice traps. Mm, I like a good trap. And, and due to his working out, he walked as I often said with his arms bow legged. <laughs> like, do you envision what I'm saying when I'm I, saying that? I'm picking up what you're laying down. Like, he walked with his arms slightly puffed out to his sides as if, like, I'm finna whoop your butt. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a character in Walmart the other day. This show sponsored by Walmart.com. Sam Walton and Ayers. Because uh, our, cause feel our free show to send is- us. Some because of our billions of dollars. Our show is of great value. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This guy was walking and just his appearance, the way his head was shaved, the way his arms were bowed out to the side. He was wearing a spandex his pants. Affliction. To, his affliction shirt. What his, shirt was it? His this? affliction shirt, or maybe it was, uh, oh, I can't think of, there was a designer like just a few years ago. He came out with cologne and everything. Not Tommy Hilfiger. No, no. It was usually leopards or tigers were involved. Oh, okay. Siegfried and Roy. Go ahead. I can't remember, but this guy, like... He walked past me, and I just judged him hardcore. I was like, oh, he thinks he's a real hot stuff. He thinks he is so bad. What a jerk. And I was just like judging and hating this guy simply because he walked by me. Wow. And I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, wow, either I'm spot on or I'm just super judgmental. Which am I? I don't know. I don't know the guy. He walked by me. I judged him harshly. Neither of us were affected by it, but he could have been a real douche or I just judged him incorrectly. But I'm like you. I view myself as a fairly good judge of character. But that's also a bad thing. You can't be judgmental people simply based on their looks. That's wrong, Jerry. It's wrong. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm staring at somebody right now by the name of Tyler. Tyler sent us an email. And one of the things that irritates me terribly so is when we get these emails that come to our Gmail, snobs at gmail.com. It also didn't has the little avatar of the person. Like, I can't click on it. I can't make it larger. I can't see their face. So it's like I can just barely see the very small pixelated picture of what they've chosen of, you know, for their, hang on a second. Maybe I can. I'm just not good at it. Oh, I'm trying to schedule an event. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler. If you now you and Tyler are best friends meeting <laughs> up in Chicago. Yeah, me and Tyler, I'm just trying to schedule an event with you. Uh, anyways, I can't see what Tyler looks like, but Tyler sent an email. He's from Chicago land. Says, I was wondering your thoughts about Gloomhaven or Jaws of the Lion. 
For the past few years since it's come out, I've been very skeptical about Gloomhaven, thinking that it was too long, too big, too bloated, too Ameritrashy, and way too expensive. Once Jaws of the Lion came out, I thought, okay, this is an acceptable price and entry point. Heard good things, so I gave it a try. After five scenarios, I love it. It's a game that's so rich in tactical, strategic decisions, excellent cards play, wonderful moments of tension. If strategic, you given, yes. Strategic. He strongly recommends it as a starting point. Uh, for it to turn this gamer with Euro-loving tendencies like yours into a diehard gloomer speaks to its quality. I wanted to recommend to Stobbs. Diehard Never- gloomer? Is that a thing? Yeah, a gloomer. Are you like a gloomer? Like, hey, gloomers unite, uh, bro. Okay, gloomer. Uh, you might slip down one rank in my board game podcast rankings and be overtaken by the board game barrage or some Dan Hughes show if you hate it. Always stay mm-hmm. healthy, yours fan, Tyler. Well, I actually own Jaws of the Line. Now, is this it. the same Tyler that sent us uh, the Egyptian game? Kemet. Commit. Commit. I don't know. Did you know Tut and Common's parents were brother and sister? Listen, I'm still laughing about his sister's name. I can't get over it, so don't bring it up. Incestuous so up, get me a beer. So, Tyler... Number one, I own Jaws of the Lion. Number two, I played the first couple scenarios. Number three, uh, I don't know if Gobby would like it because of it being something that's not quite up our alley in terms of it being kind of a dungeon crawl, card play, co-op type game. I don't judge this. me based upon I'll- my appearance. <clears throat> I'm just not your appearances, about your past preferences. I will say oh. this, I am incredibly impressed with Jaws of the Lion. Then I am also incredibly impressed. Yes. Uh, just the the card play is is you got a deck of cards. Of course, you pull out two cards and you pick the top of one, the bottom of the other, and you do these actions and you're moving your character around and you're just fighting these various monsters. And it's a very light version of Gloomhaven. And then each scenario adds one more mechanic, one more little element of the game. And so, of course, I don't want to spoil anything because I'm not too far into the game, so I'm sure it's going to add more elements. But I am very impressed with Jaws of the Lion. I want to play it. I've I've purposely been slow about playing it solo because I don't want to spoil too much of it because I desperately want to get together with Gabi and Enrique and play it. Oh, really? Yes, I do. So you think it plays better? It plays good as a co-op? Well, that's how, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a co-op. It's supposed to be your... Oh. This is your party, and you're going out, and you're fighting, and each character has... I would has love to. So, yeah, and I, I am... I am Maybe involved. someday in 2025 we can get together. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me going. Uh, while we're talking about games, I just wanted to do some light housekeeping in terms of the games that I've been playing. My wife and I have been playing a lot of games here lately. Go ahead. So, uh yeah, some of the games that we have played, for instance, Tribes, which is a game from Cosmos, if I'm not believe if I buy the publisher Cosmos. The designer was one whose name I will butcher if I try to pronounce it, but he is the lead designer for Nations. Now Nations is one of my favorite games. So Tribes is a very light, quick game of basically tribal you know cavemen building up their 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 tribe to be the best and it has some tile laying 
It has some action selection and just basically just moving up some tracks. It's very light. My wife really likes. Why is it when Why is it when I Google tribes, it brings up everything but tribes? Five no. tribes, rise of tribes, Zulkin, era of tribes. Because this game didn't really kick off very well for some reason. It's very light. It's very. What's the random. name of it? Tribes. Is it 2019? No, it's older than that. It might be 2019. Is it Tribes Early Civilization? That's it, I think. But it's it's it was fascinating in terms of my wife playing it and then going, I don't know how I feel about this. And she goes to say, well, I think it's really, it's too, it's too random. It's oh, wait, too wait. Random. Is it Tribes Dawn of Humanity? Yes. No, that's, that's Tribes, Tribes Dawn of Humanity is the game that we had. That's the one uh, we played at BGG? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, I don't tribes, know what you're playing then. Tribes, tribes does not pull up. Oh well, no, I know that's like a terrible name because everybody has gotten <laughs> Rise of Tribes. I kickstarted that. Sucks. There's Tribes Dawn of Humanity. We like that at BGG. Your uh, is there's a okay. And there's a 1998 game simply called Tribes, but I don't think that's it. That's not it. I'm trying to find it for you. But I can't for some reason because BGG has a terrible search engine uh, <laughs> to find wow. actual tribes. So just search okay. Well, tribes. go ahead. Sorry, but, I distracted you. But I was trying uh, to like get on course with you and tell you who the designer was, etc. Well, you're not going to be able to pronounce his name because this was a Rustan Harkinson. Rustan Harkinson is his name, and it's the guy who did Nations, Nations okay. of Dice game, and so forth. Okay, yeah, it's Tribes Dawn of Humanity. It is Tribes Dawn of Humanity. I'm That's sorry. That's it. Yeah. So is that the same game, man? You no, played no, BGG. No, we we played Dawn of Mankind. <laughs> oh, Dawn of you, I can't. Okay, I, I, very I know, similar. I know, I know, I know. But Tribes Dawn of Humanity is a 2018 game by Rustan Harkinson. And ah, Rustan, probably an Icelander. Ah, he probably is. No, he's Swedish. But he made <laughs> he, he made uh, he made Nations and Nations of Dice game. Both of them I love. Yes. This game, like I said, very light, very yes. um, very easy to teach because you're just selecting one of like four actions and doing those actions. Plays super quick. Not really something that I enjoyed. Like I really like Dawn of Mankind better. But my wife really got into this game. We played it like four times in a row. Like wow. just, just kept cranking it out. And she just, just oh, and you know, oh, this is this. And, and and then said, you know, keep a hold of this game. Don't trade it off. I think this is something that the kids are going to really like. Like I really enjoy this game. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, yeah. I think this is this is a good one. It just so it's ages 10 and up. I know. It just shocked. What's it the just, age of your oldest child? Seven, eight. I'm sorry, eight. You got, but, but, but you got she's, two years. No, no, she's got autism, so she's like her her, her eight is thirteen. Her eight is ten. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she could she could crank this. So I was just shocked by um, just my wife's enjoyment of this, and and there was been several other games that we've played here recently as a family. Ooh, Plunder! Holy cow! Uh, a Kickstarter game called Plunder, which. Is a hang on a second. Let me see if I can find it. And of course, you can't plunder find bun. It. No, not plunder bun. Plunder. Oh. It is just pl- plunder. A pirate's pi- life. Pirate's life. Uh, my kids love this game. Mm-hmm. It is insane. How I'm I'm tired of playing plunder. Uh, plunder a pirate's life. 
And it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a family-level game. It's kind of like a party game where everything is overdone. This is obviously a Kickstarter game. It's got these big, chunky ships that you can add sails and cannons and people to, and you roll. it's a roll-and-move, if that tells you how simple it is. You mm-hmm. roll dice, and you move your ships around, and you... It's Monopoly throw, Pirates. It's Monopoly Pirates. It's a dumbed-down... Just and it's also got some Catan elements to where you're trading rum and wood and metal to the players, you know, the people next to you to try to, you know, upgrade your ships and you're driving around blowing each other up and capturing islands. Stupid fun. My kids thought this thing was just phenomenal and it's terribly overproduced. I mean, like a beautiful box, an insert. I mean, just insane. And like a modular board for the players. I mean, it's it's just one of those games that somebody just went way, 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 way overboard. Uh, I think you can get it on Amazon right now because I think it's like hard to find. But Plunder a Pirate's Life, my kids are absolutely loving it. Matter of fact, would I, I enjoy it? Uh, it's It's light. And when I say it's light, I mean, I think, I think. With it, it plays six people. I think if you got six people together, n- and most of them not really are family, you know, like it's a lighter game. They're not more like a party not, thing. Yeah, I think they would really get into it because it all makes sense. It's like, oh, I turn in wood and metal, and I get a cannon, and so now my rolls are plus one. And oh, I turn in this, and I get a sail, and now my ship moves one space forward and more than when it rolls. And it's super simple. I mean, I I, I teach you this game in two minutes. Super simple. Designer Casey Shrimple. Yeah. And I like Shrimple. I liked fried Shrimple, baked Shrimple, Shrimple Scampi. Um, Yeah. I didn't used to like Shrimple, but now I love Shrimple. It's good. But yeah, it's just kind of a, it's just one of those, obviously, the overproduction of it. Its aim is for like family party game level and people who aren't diehard board gamers. But it's, it's cool. Like it's super cool. And it's it's okay. it's one of those games. That, if you know. say so, I haven't and, played it. Uh, a game that you have played is Kingswood, which I have to bring your copy over. Which I, I'm Love sorry. It. Love Kingswood. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chad Elkins. So yeah, caveat here. Chad Elkins from 25th Century Games has sent us a bunch of games, which I, I don't know why he's trying to curry our favor by sending us games to bribe us, but he is. Um, it's working. We've sold out the 25th Century Games. <laughs> uh, this show brought to you by 25th Century Games. <laughs> Do you enjoy wood? Do you think of yourself as royalty? Well, then you love <laughs> Kingswood. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I love that game. And I've literally only played it on TTS. Ignore the phallic-sized uh, symbol first player marker. Um, I haven't uh, seen it, so I don't know. That and uh, so so off of Kingswood real fast. He also sent me chicken chicken. I'm sorry, chicken chicken dinner winner 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 chicken dinner. I said that in reverse <laughs> because in in retrospect, this winner, this podcast winner, chicken dinner this podcast is brought to you by Kilburn's Irish whiskey. Um, winner winner chicken dinner is a quick dice rolling Yahtzee type game where you're rolling dice, utilizing those dice to either steal chickens from a pen or cook those chickens or move the dog around the board to try to end the game quickly. 
it's a stupid family level game, and my kids absolutely love it. Like they, they that is their new favorite game. It's winner winner chicken dinner, and it comes with a rubber chicken in it that when you squeeze it, it yells, and that's pointless. But at the same time, that's part of the game. Like you have to, you have to. I would be squeezing the chicken all the time. Uh, Darkwing Duck, we've (laughs) named him. All right, let's get back to let's get to our main topic that we were going to discuss. I don't have much time left. We need to get this done. Pax Premier, go second edition. It's great. I love it, and you should buy it. Done. Thank Done. you for this episode. The the artwork in Wait, it is amazing. No, thank you for this episode. As if uh, I'm appreciating somebody else for this episode. Well, thank you're you welcome. For listening. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I've done my best to carry this episode. Wait a second. Let you me have. give you. Let me give you thirty thirty second rundown of Pax Premier. Second edition. We played this one time, two player. Jerry has since played it solo. I'm assuming. Yes, uh, I'm playing. I, I want to let you carry this. Go. So I, I've I have messed with this game off and on with the solo plus the kind of setting it up and playing it two player myself, just moving pieces around. Number one, the components are amazing, off the charts. Just looking at it, it, it nothing else needs to be said. The theme of it. What charts are those that they're off of? It's the chart of how great this components are. And you generally rate them on a scale. And this game is way overdone. There is no reason for this game to have these little thick chalk looking markers that can be used as roads and armies. There's no What are they made of? It's it's like, I don't know. I bit into one. It feels like see. they seem like clay. <laughs> clay, they are. They're like this rich clay that I think the designer Cole Worley dug out of uh, like some sort of mine and it baked in his Dutch oven. Uh, probably and, due to historical accuracy, uh, Afghanistan clay. So this, there's both a cloth board and a regular board. There's no need for that. Each card has flavor text that you won't read, and there's no need if for you, that. The art, so that you chew on them. Is amazing. The art is perfect. Perfect. And I mean that in connection with the theme of this game, the artwork, whoever did it, whoever sat and researched this, all this painful detail, they just nailed it. That is why the artwork and the components of this game is off the charts. The decisions in this game, very simple. You're buying a card off this tableau. You're putting your money out there, kind of like... Uh, Majesty for the Realm and various other games where you'll you'll put your money, the cards go from zero to five dollars, and then the card that you buy, instead of putting five dollars in the bank, you put your coins one at a time behind those cards. So you're laying coins on those other cards. So when somebody else buys those cards, they get that coin. Those cards go into your hand. The game plays very similar to me, like London Second Edition, to where you're building this tableau. And you're using that tableau to attack other players by putting out armies, building roads, moving assassins around to other people's tableau, and killing their cards. The game is super complicated in terms of how to play it, the strategy. It's very middleweight, though, for the rules. Like, I was shocked by how quickly Gobby picked up the game by my poor rule explanation, and I think that if we go went back and I, if I played it again with him pretty soon, he would pick it up even better. It's the strategy of the game, though, is very hard. 
And so yes. it, uh, Cole Worley, who also designed Root, this game kind of reminds me of not, it doesn't remind me of Root, but the feel of this, this flavor of game of having, comp- having to think so much outside the box in root, you have two distinct, or you have multiple distinct uh, armies, each doing something different. In Pax Premier, each player is trying to do something else. You're either trying to both back the superpower and get it to a point to where that when the game hits a scoring round, you both have the most influence in that power, or you are both using opposing powers and trying to get the most influence and try to get them to be the ultimate power in the region it's very complicated in the strategy to to explain it if you haven't played it makes no sense so I'm like not if you haven't played the game jerry talking about it is not going to help you because jerry but- taught me the rules i played the game after the first game i was like oh now i think i might be ready to play after I have played the first game, you need at least one play all the way through to fully grasp the effects of this game. It is fantastic. Like so the- I loved this game the way it, and there was a thing that Jerry was in the lead at the last minute. I performed a maneuver that flip flopped me on Tuesday that put me in the same position as Jerry. But Jerry had more influence with the person in charge. He wins the game. The artist is Richard Wilkins and Nicole Worley, just FYI. But to give you an idea of the feel of the game, this game, to me, obviously feels like a war game. A very strategic one where you're trying to anticipate what the other players are doing so if you like a very interactive war game where you're not so much using armies to fight each other although that is an aspect of the game but more of you're trying to anticipate what this person's strategy is going to be it's very obvious if you play with an open hand what their strategy is but also how am i going to counteract that which is what we did right right so it's like, do I sell out and join in? Do If I can't beat them, join them? Or do I go the route of, okay, no, I'm going to be on the Russian side, the British side, or the Afghan side, and I'm going to try to push them to power in complete opposition of the other players. Just a beautiful game. And I mean, it, it, is, it is one of those games that um, I'm sure after I play it more, kind of mull it over it's it's quite possibly a top 10 game for me it is incredible the components are incredible the little cloth mat is very nice uh, you could use that or the board uh, just unnecessarily nice it says swing the tides of the great game as countries vie for control of afghanistan what years is this supposed to be taking place uh, in? i think know? 1840 was the great game off the top of my head, and I'm and okay. don't like yeah, I said I'm very poor with this history of Afghanistan, but yeah, I, I did century Afghan leader, so okay, but yeah, yeah, I, I mean I okay, I'll be honest, I did not read any of the flavor text, and I feel bad 
because it was our first game. And like the first game, I'm just trying to grasp the rules. I'm not Enrique. If Enrique was here, I'm sure he would have been reading the flavor text. But the flavor text is just like the designers like saying, hey, look, we did our research. This is what's going on. This is who this is. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not the kind of guy that reads flavor text on historical games because I just am there to play the game and try to win. Upon maybe fourth or fifth play, I might be reading flavor text. But you don't need the flavor text, and nor do you need to understand the actual, the overarching history of the game. The theme is very apparent. You are trying to buy cards to influence these powers and put these powers in the position to where they're going to win when there is a check during the game. So I I really, really think that this game has been overshadowed by games that appear to be much lighter, like Root. Uh, and I keep saying that because that's the, the other designer's game. If you like Root, uh, you need to play PAX Premier. It's that simple. Well, I think it's just... It, well, for one, it's not as accessible. Like, Although, like once you... Exp- it took me a while to... Uh, you know what's fascinating is there are games that like this. Like, I knew this was going to be a heavier game. But even at that, like, once Jerry explained it, it, it takes you a little bit. But it's like, even the heaviest games you think that exist are like, oh, now I get it. And so once you're playing it, you're like, you know, it's not that heavy. But that's just a gamer thing, like, once you get into the mode. So PAX Premier 2nd Edition... While heavier than most games, it's not a barrier of entry, I believe, that is impossible to get past. Because if I got it, I lost, ultimately, even though I did a little flip-flop at the end I was impressed with myself with. uh, I still lost. But I enjoyed the feel of the game. I do think a two-player was fun. I enjoyed it. But I do think having multiple people play, if if only we could have a third person available to us, uh, it would be more a little more interesting to me because there would be more going on, a different dynamic, uh, an actual feel of the politics of the game. Yeah. But at two-player, I still enjoyed it immensely. And I think that, and I think it, to, to give you the idea of how excited I was to get this game played, I braved COVID to play this game with Gobby. Like, it would happen to be a week for which I was tested and had was quarantined and tested negative for the coronavirus. And then as soon as I came back with a negative test, called Gobby and be like, hey, when's your next? Are, are you off tomorrow? I'm coming over. I know for a fact I'm negative. I'm coming over to your house. I've got a game we got to play. It, it, I was that excited to play it after messing around with the gaming, setting it up, and just reading the rules and coming to understand it. I wanted to see how it would play out in terms of strategy. It did not disappoint. Uh, there is a great chance. It did not. It, it, it's a 2019 release, I believe, technically. I think if we went back and redid our 2019 list, this game would definitely, a top of 2019, this game would definitely be on it for so me. 3.74 weight? Uh, I do not think that this game is heavier than on Mars. I don't know. No, this is, this is a very straightforward, but but the heaviness comes from the decision-making, which there's a lot of decisions to make in this game. I've gone over time. I've got to get off here. And so it's one of those games at the end of, I was like, 
it, it, there's two you know there's two types of games it's like during the course of the first two or three turns you're like oh okay i get it or there's games like this and on mars where nearly at the end of the game you're like oh okay i get it but it's too late that's how this game was for me it's like oh okay i get how this game plays now and now i'm really ready to play it again but now i've got to wait for uh enrique and jerry to be ready to come over again go get tested jerry Mm. i need to get tested as well i'm the one around hundreds of people at walmart walmart people at that you're the one around all the guys with they, the, the We don't believe in t-shirts. masks. Yeah. yeah so. Anyways. What virus? This is the board game snob. Send us an email. Thank you, send us an, Hey, send us an email. It's I think since we've been on Facebook and Instagram here lately in our Facebook group, people contact us through there a lot more. But we really focus on the emails because that's easier for us to look at and say, okay, this person wrote about this. Because on the Facebook group, it kind of gets lost in the menagerie of Jerry's posts and my post and other people's posts. I post a lot. I'm a good poster. Thanks, Chad. Noodling, etc. Of 25th century games. Do you want games that are in the 25th century? Kingswood. Buy it. Yes. I really like Kingswood. I'm looking forward to playing that I with love my it wife. And bring me my copy. Thank you. And good night. Night to all and to all a good night. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.